Greetings, greetings, greetings. You are now tuned in to No Pork and All Perk, a podcast of manifestation, a podcast for self-actualization, and a podcast that equips you with the tools to live your life by design and not by default. I want to take this time to give thanks to the originators, the ancestors, because if it was not for them, there would be no me. I want to take time to give thanks to the light workers who give the ultimate sacrifice, and that's the sacrifice of uplifting humanity. And I want to take this time to give thanks to each and every one of you, the listeners. It's because of you why I do this, and not just you who are listening now, but those who will come in the future seeking the information to heal our nation. It's about that time once again, and I'm so grateful to be here, able to give you another installment of the podcast, No Pork and All Pearls. And I've been away for quite some time, and it feels so good to be back on tonight. And tonight, I'm coming to you with maybe a timely lesson, something that I choose to share and something that I would like to share based on the times that we find ourselves in right now in hopes that someone can be inspired to continue on on their journey and to push past any pain or any setbacks or obstacles that they may be dealing with because the end result will be justice. You know, there was a quote that injustice to anyone anywhere is a threat to justice for everyone, everywhere. And never has there been a time that that statement is quite evident than the time we find ourselves in now. And it's good when we live the life that we desire and the life that we choose to manifest and we're able to obtain the things that we want and we can continue on a path in which we can learn, we can evolve, we can grow, we can love, we can experience, we can create as well as we can destroy or tear down. Because one thing about it is when you find yourself in a reality and it's not the reality that you want or it's not the reality that you are at peace with or that you're content with. You have the ability and you have the power to destroy that reality. And how do you destroy that reality? By creating the reality that you do want, creating the reality that you wish and desire to experience, create the reality that is best suitable for where you are. And with that being said, one thing that I continue to learn, because learning is a continual process, is not an end-all, be-all. It's something that's ongoing. And as long as I have breath in this body, I know that I will constantly be learning. And the thing that I'm constantly learning is that it's not just all about me and what my experience entails. It's it's not just about me. And it's not for me to 
feel like I'm a martyr or it's not for me to feel as if I have to be the savior of the world or the savior of others. But it's about me doing my work and doing the work that I'm required to do while I'm here in this space and time to continue to make things better for the all. That's right, to make things better for the all. The all is the collective. The collective is the entirety of this existence. And I realize that I'm not just here to just benefit my individual experience. But I'm here to be a co-creator with other aspects of the all and other aspects of the collective that I find myself involved with directly or indirectly. Because believe it or not, whether you choose to believe it or not, we are connected. We're all connected in some shape, form, and fashion if we're all here in this plane of existence at this time. So when I find myself in a position where I can do a show like this one and share my experiences and share the things that I've learned and share the things that I have witnessed, It's not just because it's something for me to do. This is not a hobby for me. It's not. It's not just a hobby. It's actually my contribution to the people. It's my contribution to the people. And the times that we're in now, the heat has been turned up quite a bit and the requirements for us to maintain a livelihood, to maintain the ability to provide for self, to maintain, to keep yourself in a good space, keep yourself in a pure space. Keep yourself in a space full of integrity, in a space that respects your values, in a space that respects your morality when it comes to society, and to keep your thoughts pure. For me, it requires me to give lots of energy things in which I must do so that I can maintain this body that's been given to me, that I can maintain my essentials, food, clothing, shelter, those type of things. Those things are things that have to be taken care of. So that I can come forth and I can be a contributor and that I can give to others because I can never give to others that which I don't have myself. So if I'm not in a space where I can be taken care of, then I can't in turn turn around and try to take care of others. This is a fact. But tonight, what I want to talk to you about and what I want to share is sounding good versus sound doctrine. Sounding good versus sound doctrine. Now, the motivation for that is because I find ourselves in a time where 
many people want to basically dictate what is normal, what is the right thing, what is the acceptable thing. And to elaborate on that more, um, you have people trying to redefine the way that things are and normalize things that are unnatural. And, verse, and, and basically going against nature's order or going against the way that nature has always dictated things should be. You can find yourself in compromising positions if you don't agree with certain things that the masses agree with, if you find yourself on the opposite side of common belief or common practices, you can be ostracized or you can be deemed as some type of a problem or something is wrong with you because you don't agree with the overall consensus of the masses. And it's a dangerous thing when we try to place ourselves in a position of conformity and trying to follow along with the crowd and try to just be accepted and go along with what everyone else is saying and ignoring the reality of what is happening and taking away your ability to, uti to utilize your senses and your intuition and your ability to make observations and to basically concede those things in agreement with the overall consensus of the masses. That's a dangerous thing. But we're going to take a break. And after we take this break, we're going to dive into tonight's message, which is sounding good versus sound doctrine on no pork in our purse. And we're back to no pork in our pearls. And tonight, we're talking about sounding good versus sound doctrine. Now, one of the things that I wanted to bring to the forefront is there was a scripture in the King James Bible that I've always heard for the entirety of my existence. And it's actually being played out right now. And I'm actually witnessing it and I'm seeing it firsthand. And this scripture was found in Second Timothy in chapter four, verse three. And I want to take time and I want to read that. And I'm going to read verse three and four because I think it's very, very timely for what we're dealing with right now. So it reads as follows. It says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables now why did I take time to read that I took time to read that because the 
things that we're witnessing right now, as far as things that are essential for the survival of a people. And when I'm saying survival of a people, I'm talking about survival of a nation. Survival of a nation. And when we're talking about a nation, we're talking about bloodlines, and we're talking about common unity or community. I don't have to tell you that we're living in a time where families are being destroyed. We're living in a time where communities are being uprooted and destroyed. And yeah, there are some communities that are in intact. There are some communities that are not being affected. Some people are living lives in comfort and they're living lives where them themselves have a peaceful existence. And things may not be the best of times as it has always been, but for the most part, they're unscathed and they're actually going about life with minimal cares in their own existence. But on the flip side, on the opposite side of that coin, there are people whose lives are in turmoil. Many people are being uprooted. They're being forced out of their homes. They're being forced out of their states. In some cases, some people have to actually get up and relocate geographically hundreds and hundreds upon hundreds of miles away from where they're accustomed to being and not because of their own accord of what they want to do, but because circumstantial situations are coming forth and forcing them into situations in which they have to move. But then you also have situations where Individuals have lost the ability to provide for their families, to provide for themselves, to provide for their communities. Why? Because of certain mandates or certain decrees that have been brought forth that's affecting individuals' livelihoods. Now, it's very unfortunate that some of these things are happening or have happened to so many people, but the reality is many people have been affected by this. And also many people have been forced to make decisions about their bodies and having to come to the realization that they're not even in control of their own bodies because you have individuals who have dictated to them what they have to do to their bodies in order for them to continue to survive or to feed themselves, to clothe themselves, to provide shelter for themselves, to keep their families together. And yes, I've spoken on this many times before. Fear. Fear has been the major weapon that has been used against people, forcing them to have to make decisions that they may not, of their own accord, have made willingly, but under duress and coercion. Many people have been forced 
to make decisions that's not in alignment with what's in their heart or not in alignment with their thoughts. So I've said this before in the past. If you don't control your thoughts, then someone else will. If you don't control your thoughts, then someone else will. And this is a true statement. So that's why I promote mind science and the importance of taking control of your own mind and utilizing your mind to create the reality that you want. Now, when you see the things that are at play and you see things being weaponized, things such as people not being able to make a living, people forcing individuals First of all, let me back up because it's not even just the fact of people um, not being able to make a living. Some people, because of the lack of development, of them not being developed properly, being able to learn how to be a critical thinker or how to utilize their mind for themselves, or some individuals who have not been taught fundamentals of how to learn for themselves through erudition, not being trained, but erudition, and being able to pull out that which already lies dormant within them abilities, talents, giftings, purpose, all these things are lying dormant in so many people and they've been encouraged to keep those things dormant and they've been distracted by so much of the things that's been going on as far as the conveniences of the world. Of course, you have your televisions that tells lies to your vision. Those things are major distractions to people. But then you also have your situation where you have all these social media outlets and they have all these videos or memes or different programming that are designed to occupy your time. Even if you are an individual who utilizes the technology for educational purposes to learn, to take time to find information, to take time to research, you will find periodically distractions will come your way to take you off course, to distract you from what it is that you're trying to focus on and ultimately taking away your focus. Of course, many people can overcome these things. Many people got strong will and many people have the ability to eliminate the distractions and put priorities and first things first and focus on those things that truly matter. However, so many people become victimized by the distractions and they get taken away from the thing in which they're intending on trying to find. Now, I'm saying this to say that, yes, many of the people are undisciplined. Many of the people are in a place where they are lazy. And many people are in a place where they are deceitful and they have lust. They have lust within them that they are way more 
concerned with versus being righteous or doing the thing that's right for us. Righteousness is what's right for us. And that's why I'm at, I'm at that place of righteousness. Not saying that I'm better than no one or that I'm better than the next individual because that's not what it is at all. But if I come to a place and I've learned things and things are working for me and they're successful for me, I cannot rest and I cannot be content when I'm seeing my brothers and my sisters struggling when they don't have to. And yes, I do the best that I can to try to empower others and to share with others and to help others that I can help. But at the end of the day, individuals have to want to help themselves. Individuals have to want to do what's best for themselves. And individuals have to want it for themselves. But when I find that others are not passionate about things like I am or they're not interested in being righteous or doing the things that's right for us or right for the overall collective, it's not for me to just give up on my brothers and sisters. That's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to continue to do the work and to put things in place almost as a form of conservative conservatorship status almost meaning I have to look out for the best interest of myself as well as others without imposing my will on someone else without infringing on the rights of others or even coming to a place where I try to make decisions for others. That's not what I'm supposed to do. What I'm supposed to do is to make sure I'm maintaining the laws of the land, the laws of the universe, the laws of mentalism, the laws of love. I need to be practicing those things to the best of my ability. And in me practicing those things, then if I'm seeing things that are designed to destroy others, or I'm seeing things that are placing individuals in a prison or entrapping others and giving them no choice or giving them no refuge in the situation. Basically, encouraging them to continue on an unrighteous path and forcing them to stay on an unrighteous path instead of me just allowing that to be the only alternative it's my duty to make sure I'm creating a place of refuge. I'm creating institutions of learning. That I'm creating the out for individuals who come to the light and they see the errors in the path in which they've been heading down. Because when an individual finds out that what they've been doing has not been the most beneficial things for us as a collective, and they won't change, and they are ready to 
do things in a different way in which they've been doing them, they should be allowed that opportunity to do those things. And they should have a place where they can go so that they can be able to do those things and that they can do those works. So the time that we're in right now, it seems as if the populace, the mass majority of the people can care less about what's best for others. People don't care about making sure that the elderly are taken care of, making sure that the babies are taken care of, making sure that people have a way to provide for their families, making sure that people have a way to keep their communities together and intact, making sure that people are able to come together and to love one another. It's not about any of that right now. It's all about people wanting to profit. Many people say that when there is a disaster or when there is calamity, then within the disaster or within the calamity is also an opportunity. But the problem is, is when people are only seeing opportunities to profit off of the calamity of others versus seeing the opportunity to develop an opportunity to develop in the midst of calamity or destruction. When things are destroyed, it's an opportunity to create and to rebuild, to rebuild something better, to develop something that's better. That's where the focus should be. Let's create something better than before versus let's find out a way to profit off of those that are hurting, profit off of those that are ill, whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually, or emotionally. You have so many people that want to collect coins from those who are in compromising positions. And that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate when an individual have to choose whether they are able to put food on their table or if they have to take a course or a class so they can learn some information. That's unfortunate. Is it a necessary sacrifice at times? Absolutely. There's many times where I find myself having to go hungry so that I can learn or so that I can evolve or to develop myself. You have to give up before you can go up at times. But the thing is this. When an individual makes that sacrifice and an individual have to give things up so that he can gain something, you always have to remember your obligation to give back. Remember your obligation to give back because remember what you had to go through to get to that place where you are. And yes, we can say, well, you had to do it, so you have to allow other people to do it as well. That's a good and true statement. That's a good and true statement. But the only thing with that is if you're building a nation or if you're trying to build a people or you're trying to build a community, if everyone is always 
waiting for the next man to get theirs the way that you got yours, we're never going to move forward. We're never going to move forward. You have to build. You have to build so that others can build on top of what you're building. You build something and you bring others so that they can build on top of what you build. And that way it can advance and it can move forward and we can go higher and we can go higher. But if everybody just building to one level and then they stop there and just wait for other people to finally build to the level where you're at, I promise you, the nation will never be able to move forward. The nation will never be able to move forward. You have to learn how to give back. You got to learn how to give back to those who are less fortunate than you are. Not those who are not worthy. Not those who are not worthy. It's a difference. Sometimes people think that giving back and showing charity is about just going out and just giving things out to people who don't deserve things. That's really not the way charity works. Charity works when you give to those who are in a position to receive and those who need that helping hand because they're almost there. They're putting the work in. They're demonstrating the desire. They're demonstrating the ability to be able to to do. Or they're actually demonstrating the zeal and the will to accomplish certain things. They have the character to sustain those things. You know what it looks like because you once was in that position. You know what it looks like because you was once in that position. So because you know what it looks like and you was once in that position, you can identify those individuals and you can identify those people who are worthy to receive what it is that you have to give. And those are the ones who you give to. One of the stories, if you want to use common references from the Bible, was the parables of Jesus and the disciples. Jesus had his disciples, the 12 disciples. Now, if you want to take it from an allegorical stance of the master teacher and the pupils, those 12 disciples that he had, those were all individuals who had a desire and a will and a zeal to do the work. They all wanted to do the work. And he took them and he told them to follow him. And they submitted themselves to him and they followed him. And he poured into them. So when he was gone, they were able to continue on the work and they advanced the work forward. It's the same concept that we must utilize. And when you are pouring into others and when you are giving to others, what you have to give, you will be able to identify those who are worthy and those who will be able to carry on the work. But if we hold things to ourselves, if we don't ever share what it is that we have, if we don't ever give others opportunities that we ourselves may not have ever received or may have never gotten, then we'll never advance as a nation, as a people. We must start advancing forward. We have to get to that place where we are becoming a people and we're working together, not working against ourselves, not 
putting ourselves in a position to become victims or to be victimized by others who don't have our best interests in mind and not putting ourselves in a position where we cannot be respected by others. But we got to get ourselves in a position where we can do for self, where we can be our own salvation. No one is coming to save us. No one is coming to do the work for us. No one is going to rescue us. We must rescue ourselves. And those of us who have found the ability to create the lives that we want to live for ourselves, we need to take it to another level now. And we need to create platforms, venues, and and places of refuge for some of our other brothers and sisters who need it. We need to start putting things in place to help them and not necessarily doing things for them, not necessarily doing it for them. It's not about doing it for others, but it's more so about giving them a fair fight, giving them a fair opportunity, giving them a fair chance where they can obtain the lives that they would like to live as well. It's very hard for individuals who are being vandalized, who are being abused, who are being tortured, who are being forced to basically sacrifice themselves just so they they can exist. It's very hard for individuals that are in those positions to ever do better for themselves because they are in a position of distress and they can't do for self because someone has a foot on the back of their neck and won't let them up. It's not our duty to do the work for our brothers and sisters, but it is our duty to make sure that our brothers and sisters can have a fair chance of advancement and of evolution. So, I know my topic was sound, sounding good versus sound doctrine. I know that's the topic, sounding good versus sound doctrine. But the fact of the matter is, is that we have to get away from the things in which we've been programmed to believe the things that are acceptable, the things that sound good to us. Like, for instance, pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. Pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. Show me one individual that's able to pull themselves up with their own bootstraps. That statement is showing an impossible task and it's challenging an individual to accomplish an impossible task with pride, with honor. With pride and with honor. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You show me how that's possible. So no matter how hard an individual tries and no matter how hard an individual go, they will never be able to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. That's not even something that you can do. So although that may sound good, that's not sound doctrine. Don't ever be 
the smartest individual in the room. If you find yourself in a room where you are the smartest, then you should find another room. That sounds good. But what happens when that individual that has found another room where it's filled with individuals who have lots of wisdom, lots of status, lots of ability to be able to help someone. But when that individual comes into that room, they deny the individual access to that room or they ostracize the individual when he enters the room because they don't feel as if that individual belongs in the room with them. What happens in that situation? What happens in that situation when an individual who seeks out the new room is denied access to the room in which he's going? So we need to think about things like that. We need to think about things like that. Many times you have people that are trying to better themselves and you have people that are trying to learn the things in which they need to learn, but others won't give an individual opportunity because they don't feel that the individual is worthy. And because they don't feel like an individual is worthy, they deny an individual of lessons. So we got to really check ourselves because we as a people have to start putting things in place to help train up individuals who come in after us. We have to put things in place to help get our people on a level playing field with other people in the world and other nations in the world. Other people, other nations, other places geographically around the globe, they have unity amongst themselves. Many of them have unity amongst themselves. And they have things in place as rites of passages for individuals when they reach certain ages so they can develop into successful citizens of their nations. They can be productive members of their communities. They can help carry on their nation to the next level. But we as a people, we are scattered people. We are shattered people. We are people who are in it all for ourselves. And yes, we got pockets. We got pockets here and there. And we have groups here and there that has figured this out and that are thriving. But once again, an injustice to anyone anywhere is a threat to justice to everyone everywhere. And that's the truth. And we got to get that. We got to understand that. And we need to know that. So when we're talking about sounding good versus sound doctrine, we got to get to a point where we look in the mirror and we look at ourselves and we stop caring about what other people may say or other people may think about the things we do and we need to do those things that we know in our heart to be just and true and we need to identify situations in our areas where we are where we find ourselves and we need to understand problems and we need to bring solutions to those problems or work towards the solution to those problems. We can't change others, but we definitely can change ourselves. And in changing ourselves, we can also refocus our thoughts 
on rebuilding the nation and rebuilding our people. Yes, it's good to live the life that we've always wanted to live, and that's a beautiful thing. But can we take it to the next level, and can we get our nation back to where it needs to be? Well, that's all I have for tonight, and I thank all of my supporters, all of my listeners, all the people that hold me down or lift me up, shall I say, because without you, I could never do this. And I thank you for passing that word about the podcast and sharing the information with others. And just know that I do this sincerely from my heart. That's why I... I don't have a desire to be the most popular or to be out there and go around and spreading this word to everybody I can spread it to on every platform and doing the most or whatever. I'm a soldier. I'm in the trenches. I'm out here with the people. I'm out here with the people. Because that's where the work is. That's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be where the work is at. I can't just be in a place of comfort and just forget about those that are suffering and those that are struggling. I can't. I can't. Because the love I have within my heart won't allow me to be at peace until all my brothers and sisters are set free. And that's a mental freedom, you know, being free from the bounds of mental slavery. And it's not about the pigmentation or the hue of an individual's skin. It's about the mind. It's all about the mind. So, until next time, just want to tell Everybody, I really appreciate you, and I love you, and I want to leave you with peace. I want to leave you with love, and I want to leave you with shalom.